Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting-edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now, to the latest Eye Clarity episode. I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. Today you're in for a treat. I'm giving a presentation on essential oils. People love when I do posts on aromatherapy. So you're going to get about 30 minutes of me with my best stuff. So enjoy the show. So I'd like to welcome you to our medicinal aromatherapy. And if you've got your essential oils handy, you can get them out now. If you don't, you can just follow along. And so we're gonna go on. Here's a picture of a lavender plant. Lavender is uh, such a great universal essential oil. Either you love it or you hate it, uh, but it's certainly one that most people have been experienced, have experienced in their life. So my introduction to aromatherapy, I want to talk about a research study I did using uh, essential oils to help kids with autistic uh, spectrum disorders. So this is, this was, these, these were kids from autism to ADD. And I used a hair mineral analysis to measure their heavy metal toxicities. And so the hypothesis that I was asking is, can essential oils chelate heavy metals out of the body? So I used 30 subjects between the ages of five and 15, and we began researching uh, my heavy metal uh, detox program. And so these were kids that were, uh, they had lead, mercury, cadmium, and arsenic in their test results. So what we did during the three month period is I had them use six drops of black cumin in an eight ounce glass of water every day. They also used two drops of laurel leaf, patchouli, cedarwood atlas, and frankincense on the soles of their feet. So two drops, either foot. I had them layer, their mom layered their essential oils, these four, on the soles of their feet and then they were drinking the black cumin every day. And after three months of this protocol, I retested these 30 subjects. 17 of the subjects reduced their heavy metals by 75%. 11 of the subjects reduced their heavy metals by 85%. And one of the subjects reduced their heavy metals by 95%. And so, I became a believer in aromatherapy, but I began searching for companies and distributors looking for a couple of things. Number one, the quality of the essential oils. Number two, the consistency. 
so that um, both, if you're gonna use essential oils, you have to use them consistently. You can't just say, well, I tried it for a couple days and you know, you have to really commit to the prescription of saying, okay, I'm gonna use these every day and because it takes a while for the essential oils to do what they're supposed to do. The third thing is listening to your body on how to apply, where to apply, and how much to use. You know, people always ask me, well, how much should I take? Where should I put it? And there's an intuitive part of the essential oils that I want to invite you to start to at least explore. Obviously, if you're an adult, you can use more. If you're a infant or a child, you use a little bit. If you're an animal, you know, if you're doing this for your animal, sometimes the smell is so much for them, I'll just maybe sprinkle a drop or two on my pet's bed, their bed, and they'll get it through uh, the aroma. So you have to realize that if you're going to use essential oils, there's lots of ways to apply them and we'll go into that. But basically speaking, start off with less and see how your body responds to it. Now, some of the principles that I teach are a little different than some of the other aromatherapists, and that is that you can apply one or more of the single essential oils and then multi layer them so that you're using multiple essential oils like I did in this uh, children's study and apply them based on what your body can handle because we all have a toxic load and you know I could give 10 people a spike lavender essential oil and I might get 10 different responses because the essential oils work individually based on the where a person's health and energy and toxicity levels are. So it isn't one size that fits all. So you have to really listen and watch how the essential oils um, are working on you. So a couple ways that I recommend uh, using the essential oils, um, one would be you can actually drink it like we did with the black cumin. You can diffuse it you can spray it on the body in a mist, which we're gonna do, which is called a hydrosol, and you also can apply it on your skin. So you wanna look for companies that um, use farmers who practice some type of biodynamic farming, wild-crafted farming. You know, they look at the seasons, they look at the moon cycles, and due to climate change, the farming has changed and the essential oils have changed just based on drought and floods and the, the soil. So, you know, there's a lot involved. I know some of the farmers and they've been farming this, you know, uh, collecting and distilling for maybe two or three generations. So it's, you know, it's definitely a labor of love and I like to use farmers, some of them are native, you know, Native Americans or native just in, you know, in Canada and in Europe and Africa. So you want to look for companies that are 
have established relationships with farmers who do this type of agricultural process. I also like to look for companies that don't use machine pouring. Uh, machines obviously interject a whole other energy to it. And I've been involved with some companies where I've actually done the actual hand pouring. And when you do hand pouring into the bottles, there's a certain energetic imprint. So the less mechanical hands you have going on between growing the plant, collecting it, distilling it, and then um, pouring it in to the bottles, I think that preserves the energetic of what the essential oil potentially can do. So medicinal essential oils are live. They're organic substances. There's a diversity and complexity of the essential oils. And I, um, I've distilled my own essential oils. We here in Northern New Mexico, the oils that I've distilled are sage and lavender. So I've been in that extraction process of going from where I can harvest to putting them in the steam distillation process and then pouring them into bottles. So I've, I've been through it and it's quite a transformational experience to do that. And there is a volatility, there's a, um, you know, just a, an overall alchemical process that happens when you start using essential oils, especially if it's a great company. So uh, chemotypes, I'm not going to get too into the chemical in ingredients, but there's a whole science around studying the complexity of the compounds of the essential oils. I'll just leave it at that there is a inherent intelligence in the essential oils. One of my uh, sayings is essential oils are like shamans in a bottle and they can be very, very supportive in helping you develop better harmony and balance in your system. Um, sometimes the essential oils can help with energy, your, the energy of your body. Peppermint, for example, um, a very common essential oil I love using. Usually it's very cooling, very yin, but it's great for digestion, immune system, uh, circulatory uh, health, skin health, liver health. There's a, there's a, a lot of um, variety and um, there's kind of a, a flexibility and adaptability that the essential oils can offer you. And, and there's a saying that I use, which is, um, if you don't have what you need, use what you have and it will probably work for you. And that's happened to me many, many times where I will look up and say, oh, I need to have this essential oil. Well, I don't have it, but I have this other one and I use it and I get the same results or beyond. So it's not like you have to go out and buy a hundred different kinds of essential oils. Um, start with a few of them and use them regularly and you'll be surprised. So I wanna bring in the word adaptogenic and adaptogen means that 
There's a flexibility in the response based on the needs of the, the person using them. And there's some essential oils, we call them lipophilic, others are hydrophilic, which has to do with being uh, pulled into the skin or absorbed or pushed into the skin using an application of water. Let me give you an example. So one of the oils I recommended for you in this class is laurel leaf. And laurel leaf is used as a, it's called the queen of the lymph system. And one of the things I love to do with, with laurel leaf is that I will put a couple of drops over my heart area and then I take a shower. And because of the hydrophilic aspect of laurel leaf, when you have the water um, hitting your chest, the laurel leaf is pushed in more deeply into your body. If I've had some pain in some muscles, sometimes I will massage birch essential oil into my muscles and then I'll take a hot bath. And it can be a little stingy, a little burning for a little bit, but also I find that it pushes that birch further into the muscles and I get the results that I'm looking for. So that you can use um, you know, different external influences to uh, increase the application and the therapeutic value. So the essential oils do have a nutritive value. You know, you could look at something like carrot seed oil. Carrot seed's got a lot of vitamin A, vitamins and minerals. Um, all the essences have a bioenergetic recharge. So some of them are more powerful than others. For example, ginger, great for digestion. Cedarwood atlas, great for adrenals. The furs, also great for adrenals, gives you energy. Citruses, which are very uplifting. Eucalyptuses, which are great for respiratory. So all the essences bring the energy and healing power. Um, it's like shaman in a bottle, light in a bottle, that really can support your body and your health. And remember, the more the essential oil is treated chemically, or the more mechanical hands get on it, interfering, then uh, the less energetically it's going to be working. And so, you know, if you go to a supermarket and you buy an essential oil for five or ten bucks, it's not going to give you the same energetic support that if you're working with a, say, a boutique essential oil company where they do hand pouring, they, they're cultivating farmers, um, you know, th there's a big difference in the therapeutic value of the essential oils based on who's selling them and where they come from. So I look at different plant parts, like where, what part of the essential oil, where we harvest it from. So if you take, for example, fruits, the seed part, like sweet fennel, um, cumin seed, black cumin, and some of these others. Seeds, what, what is a seed? A seed is sprouting something new. So if you want to start something new or you're embarking in a new direction, using essential oils that where they come from the seed, that might be something to consider. Or let's say there's some essential oils that come from the wood, the bark of a tree, or so we've got rosewood, a birch, you know, sandalwood, those things, cinnamon bark, those things, what is a bark? Bark is very um, sturdy, it's very resilient. 
So maybe you're looking to bring more resiliency into your life. So you might want to use one of those kinds of oils. Or let's say you're trying to get more grounded. So you could use a, the, the root essential oils like vetiver from Haiti. It's a grass or angelica root or ginger or, you know, so those would be others. Or resin, so frankincense, we're going to be working with that today, or myrrh or galbanum. These also have kind of a sticky quality, a stick to a persistence. Um, and the last one would be flowering tops like lavender, hyssop. So whenever you start getting into the flowers, you're working more with the heart chakra. It's more about love. It's more about, um, you know, the, the areas of the heart. So the way I teach application of the essences is neat. That is, I do undiluted on the skin. And this is very controversial because a lot of aromatherapists have called me on it and they say, you never put essential oils on the skin. But I counter that saying that it's great to put it on the, the skin. And the way you figure this out is you do what we call a test patch, where you take a, a little bit of the essential oil and you put it in an area that's on the inside part of your wrist. And that is a safe area where you put a drop on there and you watch your skin response. And that can tell you if you start getting redness or it's burning or, you know, whatever it is, then you know, okay, I'm not going to put it on my skin. Maybe I can do it on the soles of the feet. Maybe I have to diffuse it or I can even put it in a carrier oil. So all of those things are in play but you certainly, especially the yin, the cool essential oils, you can put directly on the skin, but just do a test patch first. So the number of drops depends on your age, your weight, your health, your toxic load, and where to apply it. As I say, first do a test patch on the inside part of the arm, below the wrist, watch for reactions. If it's all clear, then you can apply the uh, essential oil to the area. So let's say you have a sore lower back. Okay, that would be the place to place it. Um, let's say you're working on your lymphatic health. So you might apply the essential oils on the neck area, on the sides of the neck where the vagus nerve is. So if all possible, you want to put it on the area closest to you know where you're trying to help. However, you can always put the essential oils on the soles of the feet, the bottom of the feet, like we did with our study. That is a very safe area. You're not going to get burned there. The essential oils will uh, absorb into the bloodstream. So you just, again, have to use judgment and intuition on how much and where and test it out. And then you can go from there. So the first essential oil that we're um, talking about is called laurel leaf, which is the queen of the lymph. In a few minutes, I'm going to demonstrate how to use the essential oil. So you'll see what I'm talking about of where you're putting it. Um, certainly in a major lymph area is great. And then if we work with frankincense, that's a very old essential oil. It's anti-cancer, antibacterial. It can cross the blood brain barrier great for opening the third eye. So we'll talk about where to put that, say, on the scalp of your head or your third eye. 
The third one I recommended for you is black spruce. So when we work with tree essences, they're very grounding. And what I love about black spruce is it is like a type of corticosteroid. So it helps reduce inflammation. So again, if I'm doing say a pain uh, protocol, I would start with spike lavender, a few drops, then I might use birch, and then I would use black spruce. And that is a great cocktail to put on an area, say you have arthritis in a joint or muscle pain or anything like that. Uh, black spruce is a great one to use. Okay. Now I want to bring in a conversation about the mist I asked you to get, which was a neroli. Neroli is, um, it, it comes from an orange blossom, so it is a citrus. And just a kind of a, a disclaimer, you want to be careful whenever you use a citrus, whether it's a hydrosol or a uh, essential oil that's like grapefruit or orange or bergamot or neroli, you don't want to spend a whole lot of time outside. So if you're, you know, doing a lot of gardening and you're outside or you're hiking or you're, you know, whatever you're doing, I wouldn't use a lot of this citrus because um, it definitely can cause light sensitivity in your eyes. So just to know that. But when you use a hydrosol and it's got the essential oil particles in it, but in the steam distillation process, what happens is you have the oil that goes to one container and then you have this mist that has the essential oil on the water. This goes to another container. And so you get the energetic of Neroli, which is a very expensive essential oil. When you get the hydrosol, you get the energetic benefit. And I love using this as a dry eye uh, support. So somebody was asking about dry eye. I'll show you how to apply the neroli. So one of the protocols I like to use would be two drops of laurel leaf followed by two drops of black spruce followed by two drops of frankincense. You could do it on the low back, on the lymph area, on top of the head, on the soles of the feet, and then you could spray the hydrosol toward the closed eyes maybe four sprays three times uh, a day and do that say once a day for about a month and that would probably be a really amazing energetic support with other secondary or tertiary um, benefits that we don't even know. So I want to bring in uh, one of my mentors and teachers, a guy named Stephen Buhner and he's an herbalist He's written many books on plant medicine, and one of his quotes is, by declaring war on bacteria, we are declaring war on all living structures on earth. Antibiotics have one single component, one single compound. Essential oils have much more complexity, so when the, bacterial, uh, when the bacteria morph, the essential oils can handle the changes and the key in what an essential oil does with a bacterial infection is it keeps things in balance and harmony. It's not trying to kill something. And many of these essential oils are antibacterial, antiviral, 
antifungal. And um, so you can use them in that way um, instead of using antibiotics or steroids. All right, I'm going to pause here and uh, I'm going to do a demonstration on how I apply these so you can see what I'm doing with it. And um, if you want to go along with me, you can, or you can just watch me. So the first essential oil I'm going to use is laurel leaf. This is, uh, uh, again, queen of the, queen of the lymph system. So my first relationship with any essential oil is through the nose. You know, this goes through our olfactory centers. It actually goes back to the amygdala of the brain. And so I just smell and see how that lands in me. You know, I might go, whoa. So I've, I've given people like lavender and they say, I hate this. I can't use lavender. So some people, you know, the, the, the sensitivity of it. Uh, I know laurel leaf really well because I've used it a long time. So I get a yes. I tune in. So I'd never shake the bottle because again, these are, so I don't do this. Um, very gently, I'm just, you know, pouring a drop on my hand. And then I can apply the, I might even do it kind of a little bit of an inhalation here where I'm really smelling it. And so I've applied the laurel leaf and then <clears throat> I go into a little bit of open attention. I just kind of hang out with it, maybe close my eyes. And I'm noticing there's an immediate pulsation going on in the area where I just applied the laurel leaf. I also feel in my sinuses, there's a little bit of dilation. I'm getting a little watering in my eyes. Um, it feels good. I mean, it's just, it's like, wow, there's something that just, I just got awakened a little bit. So, you know, it's, it's really important that you take your time when you apply the oils if you can. Now, this is the place you would use to do a test patch if you weren't sure. And you need to be careful because some of the essential oils are hot. And so say an essential oil like oregano, I would be very careful putting that on my skin. Now there's a technique I use, which is a layering technique with hot oils, which is I pick the area of my body and I use a cooling oil at the very beginning in a big area. And then the second oil I put in as a bullseye is the hot oil. And then immediately I add a cool oil on top of that. So for example, I could do lavender and then I would do a little bit of oregano and then I might do a little bit of say tea tree or, or black spruce or something like that. So um, now the second essential oil I'm going to work with is black spruce. And black spruce is such a great friend of mine. Um, again, I'm going to smell the black spruce really, really great. I'm already getting some expansion in my head area. So again, I'm going to use a drop of that. I would say one to two drops is a good place to start. 
So there we go. If you use a little more, that's okay. So the oils that I'm recommending for you are more on the cooling side. Uh, I'm not recommending any warm or hot oils. So again, I'm gonna put that one on my limb system. So I'm layering over that. Hmm, beautiful. So again, I'm gonna go into open attention with that and just see what happens. Um, so immediately I'm feeling my muscles around here are opening up. There's a pulsation here up into my head area. This is just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So I get a yes on that. Now the third essential oil I'm gonna use is frankincense. So frankincense is one of my staples. Um, again, oh wow, just really smells great. So I'm using two drops there. I'm even gonna put a little bit on my third eye. Do a little bit of an inhalation. See what I'm feeling here. So again, I'm breathing more deeply now. I can feel my nervous system just kind of relaxing into it. Um, I feel more calm, more grounded. Okay, so now the last one I'm gonna use is Neroli. This is a, a hydrosol. And what I love to do with um, Neroli is um, I'm just gonna go right for my eyes. I'm gonna close my eyes. I don't know if you can see me. I did four sprays. And I can actually smell the orange blossoms. That's where Neroli comes from. And my eyes just feel really nice and moist. There's a relaxation going on here, kind of just below my third eye. It's wonderful. So I'll use that Neroli if I'm doing a lot of screen time, maybe throughout the day. I can also use my MSM eye mist. So I do the, the mist, I do the MSM drops. You know, people with dry eye, what happens is they never use enough eye drops and lubricating support. They think, well, I'll do an eye drop every other day. Or if you've got dry eye, your eyes are like leather and you really need to bathe your eyes. And I love using the combination of the essential oil mist with the MSM mist, with the MSM drops and the castor oil drops in the evening. But the Neroli is just Fabulous. I mean, it's just um, really, really good. I don't know if anybody that's bought it has used it. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the Eye Clarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.